Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're uncertain about what you really want or unsure how to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we raise our vibration, we heighten the collective consciousness, and that, my friends, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journey, Anita Adams here, your host of the Joyful Journey podcast. And today I am excited to have joining us Dr. Fabian Slama, aka Fab. Fab is the CEO of Fabulicious, where she offers breakthrough coaching for those who are ready to recreate who they are from the inside out. She helps people wake up, find their confidence, rewrite their story, and go from stuck to unstoppable. Dr. Fabienne Slama is a Renaissance woman, hypnotherapist, coach, artist, public speaker, and the author of four books. Welcome, Fab. Thank you, Anita. So happy to be here today. I am so happy to have you join us, joining us too. It's just exciting to get to know you more. I've been following you on your Facebook, um, on your Facebook, the Facebook stories that you share and really enjoying how you connect with your audience. And I just got pulled in uh, to who you are through, through that. So thank you for social media. You know, it has helped me connect with some pretty amazing, amazing people. I wanted to start with asking you where I often start, because I'm, I'm so interested in hearing the stories of my, my guests, their personal stories on how they got to doing what they are doing in the world today. And I know you've got an interesting story too. So let's start there. Tell us a little bit more about how you found this path that you are currently on. Okay, thank you for asking, Anita. Honestly, all paths are magical and extraordinary, and uh, mine is not different. Um, my background is very logical. I used I have a PhD in molecular biology, a master in genetics, very scientific. I wanted from the get go as a little kid to help people. But I was raised in a traditional family, was go to university, study, get a degree, become a doctor, become a search, researcher, and so on and so forth. Except that it made, never made me happy. Hmm. We, I moved to United States. As you can hear, my accent is French. But I moved to United States in 1996, following my husband with one and a half kid, meaning one out and, <laughs> and the other one still inside. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to recreate my life here. And what would I like to do in, for a little bit? And I became an artist. I became a bronze sculptor. A bronze uh, sculptor? Bronze sculptor. You can see one of my pieces just oh, behind okay. me. I sculpted. I exhibited in New York. I exhibited in, all over the United States. Great, but still not there. There was something missing. I was missing people. Honestly, I love people. And uh, one day as I was having my kid growing up to become to be teenager, thinking my life was okay, but kind of 
not so okay. My husband of 20 years called me from his business trip to tell me that he was done with our marriage. Three days later, he came back home, packed his stuff and left. Wow. Did you, that, did you see that coming? My body knew it mm. before I knew it. Mm, interesting. I was feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. The reason my, one of my books is called From Stuck to Unstoppable is really my journey, the journey of the people I help every day. My body was feeling stuck. Emotionally, I was depressed. Mm. Physically, my back was hurting so bad at the time that I couldn't walk for more than 10 minutes. Mm. And I couldn't sit without pain. So my body was in pain, but I didn't know what was wrong. And yes, we had our ups and downs. And yes, we had episodes where Alone cheated on me and so on. But mm. each time we will, I will be, I love him. We're going to mm. get over it. It's for a lifetime. And this time when he told me that, I was devastated because this, I knew, I could feel in my heart that was absolutely dumb. Hmm. So uh, I started looking for help because I knew I was not going to be able to do on my own, do it on my own. And I found a, a terrible therapist and I was that's a blessing. Sometimes things happen in a weird way. That therapist told me, okay, you're depressed. Take antidepressant and come to see me twice a week for the next two to three years. And maybe you will get better. Oh, wow. And something inside of me said, hell no. I don't have two to three years to be miserable. My main value is happiness, joyful freedom. I there's something better and um, long story short I stumble upon a hypnotherapist and um, not only it didn't take me two to three years but actually nine weeks after I start working with him I was back on my feet mm. I was telling my husband you know what you want out let's get divorced and I got to reinvent my life from the ground up. I left my career in France. I, I left my family behind me. This is an opportunity to reinvent myself. Mm-hmm. Nine weeks to bounce back. Three months in, I started training under this hypnotherapist, his teacher, went to coaching school because I, once again, there was this part of me who thought I needed a degree, but that was more to reassure myself. And uh, one year later, I created Fabulicious. Mm. Three years later, I was making six figure, helping people really transform themselves and be happy. And that's what I wanted to do since I was a little one. That mm. was my dream forever. And yes, it was putting together my science background because the way I approach things is very methodical and very scientific. It was taking together my artist background because 
the way I sculpt people or I help people sculpt their life is very similar to the way I sculpt clay. It's really finding the jewel inside of the mass, the <laughs> jewel that is inside of you. Mm. And yes, I, I love the way this miracle happened, but it's a miracle. And today I really help people reinvent themselves after they're going through either heartbreak or a major trans life transformation when they are like, you know what? I don't know who I am anymore. Who am I? Who do I want to be? And that's my journey. And that's what I love to help people with. That's that's. Fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fabulous. I, I want to present a couple of things that you said that I think is really important. One is that the the bad experience with the the um, therapist was in a way a pivoting point for you. It was a, a turning point and how we need to recognize and be grateful for some of those bad things that happened to us, where the where the silver lining is, and it helped you to then really look inwards and say, like you said, hell no, this is that, that is not the way for me taking drugs for three years and maybe I'll get better. There's got to be something, something else. So congratulations to you for, for having that awareness. And I, and I love that you also recognize that this is an opportunity to yeah. recreate yourself, an opportunity to recreate yourself. And I think we are presented with these opportunities all the time. Something I like to talk about, it's not that we are, we are not discovering ourselves. We are creating ourselves. We can recreate and recreate and recreate. And if you can try on, you know, a way of being like you're putting on a coat and try it on, feel what it's like, and then say, yeah, you know, this coat's not for me. I can try on another one, you know? So it's not, it's a very, it's a subtle but important distinction about discovering who you are and creating who you are. And this is a core message that the Joyful Journey podcast and the retreats are all about. It is the one big, big message. You are the creator. You are the creator of who it you is are. A creator. It is a creator. As I was making the reference to the sculpture, when I sculpt, I see a block of clay. I know there's something magnificent in it. I love that. I, I just take the fluff that is around these magnificent things to create a beautiful, powerful sculpting sculpture. But when I approach my client, it's the same thing. I see them with all their life, all their story. And I know there's this huge, magnificent being inside of them. And I help them feel the stuff, feel the trauma, feel the pain. And really reconnect with what they want to be, to create what they want to be. Love it. Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, image that you're you're creating. And I, I see you as the uh, the art instructor you know, that is helping to teach your, your students how to create their own beautiful sculpture, which is awesome. Yes. I love it. <laughs> now I want to um, present something else. You, so you did some hypnotherapy and yes. now you talk about in your personal description, you say that you are an unhypnotist. Can you yes elaborate on that? Uh, totally. Uh, 
a lot of people say, oh, you're going to hypnotize me. You're going to put me to sleep. And I'm like, no. Actually, hypnosis is not about making you sleep. We go through our day hypnotized. We are hypnotized by social media. We are hypnotized by what we see around us, but we are hypnotized by the story that was implanted in us since the day we were born. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday, I was working with that client of mine who wants to become a coach, who wants to help others. And she's like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm capable of doing it. And I was like, okay, this thing that makes you doubt of yourself, where do you feel it? And she's like, it's a knot in my stomach. And I focus on that, feel it. And she's like, it's a weight in my tummy, like a heavy baby in my tummy. And I'm like, okay, let's go back. And I guided, uh, obviously, her back in her life. And it was actually not her pain. It was her mom. Her mom became pregnant at the age of 16. Wow. And this weight in her belly, telling her she was not wanted, she was not valued, was the weight of her mom discovering these features inside of her and saying, I don't want this baby. I don't want this person, this being to exist. And this woman is in her late 40s. And today she carries this, I'm a fraud. Nobody wants me. Nobody likes me. So what we did is actually heal that trauma from that moment of being a fetus. She carried this idea of her not having to hide all of her life because that was the hypnosis, the message she was under for years and years and years. Once we went back to this moment when she was a fetus and she could see, oh no, actually I was a magnificent being. That was not my anxiety, that was my mom's anxiety. Maybe I don't have to carry that anxiety anymore. Maybe I can love myself. I can be visible without the fear of being eliminated. And yes, she woke up to a new possibility. Mm. And that's what I love doing with my client, really helping them wake up to the old message, what I call the book of lies. Mm. What they think is their truth, the truth they grew up with. But this book of truth is a book of lies, in fact. And wake up from that and say, wait a minute, is that really my truth? Is it the highest truth? Is it the highest truth? And create the highest truth or find the highest truth. That's really interesting. So I understand now uh, another descriptor you give to yourself is a a core emotional awakener. So I get that now. That's really uh, interesting. That that process with this client of yours that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, how quickly do you come to that? Is that after many sessions or? Session number two. two. Session number two. So session number two. So she identified, so you asked, where do you feel this 
anxiety it was anxiety for her she, she was this, this belief that she could not be she wasn't enough not she wasn't mm-hmm. enough that was her her core belief and then you ask where do you feel that and she was able to identify that really quickly in her stomach did she come come to that quickly that that's where exactly where pretty yeah. pretty quickly uh the fact that she it was embryonic stage she was absolutely because it was second session and she was not used to that was actually a first hypnosis the first session i usually take my my clients through finding their their uh pattern the stuck to unstoppable pattern that is more logical that is more less hoo-hoo and they are like they are more open to it at the beginning so we create the trust but i was like okay close your eyes and the reason I went through the body is very simple. Uh, a fear, anxiety that we create in the first moment of our life, especially during the first five years of our life, are not created with concept, with thought, because we're too little to really conceptualize. What we have is, I feel good. I feel peaceful. I feel fun. I don't feel good. Oh, it hurts. The third feeling is I'm curious. So usually I use this curiosity. When you don't feel good, when you feel this tightness in your body, can you look at it not from I want to push it down, I want to stop it, but with the curiosity of what is it about? And once you go with curiosity, it's like going through a rabbit hole. It's like, okay, maybe it's not, it's, one thing today but what where does it come from and either the client come with an idea or I tend to be a little bit uh, empathic so I can see I can usually see where it comes from or the client will just feel the pain and say okay there's going to be a number an image of when it comes from and this client is like it's like a baby and I'm like like a baby okay with whose baby is it and we went just straight to there i say okay let's go back i'm gonna come back to uh 20 and we went backwards and she's like okay i'm in utero i feel this weird floating sensation that's all people describe what they are in utero and and the rest is story is story it's really not that complicated Hmm. I'm I'm fascinated <laughs> by this um and I like what you said about you know we basically we have you know three core things that are going on with us that start when we were young so again it's does this feel good does this feel bad and if it feels bad get curious like why <laughs> that's the question why why does it feel bad and and do we start to probe or do we start to probe where does it feel bad in my body? Like how much? Usually, where does it feel bad in my body? Because, uh, okay, the way an emotion is conceptualized, whatever you're going through, is in three phases. It's the thought or the fact, the emotion and the body sensation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm about to talk to you, Anita, on this podcast. That's a fact. I was about 10 minutes ago. And how do I feel? Oh, I feel a little bit 
excited, nervous, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. There's this little feeling and I'm like, okay, what, where do I feel this shiminimi feeling in my body? Because I don't, I cannot even define it as a feeling. It's, it's like, oh, there's butterflies and there's this, it's a body sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Once you identify the thought, the feeling and the body sensation, if you can change one, you change the others. That's why when you are anxious, for example, just feeling it in your body and breathing through it and letting your body relax is going to change your body sensation, which is going to automatically change the feeling and will change the thought. Let's take the example of somebody going through heartbreak. When you feel heartbroken, you don't feel it in your head. You feel your heart is exploding in a million of pieces. So feel your heart. Breathe through your heart. Be gentle with your heart. There's technique of breathing. There's technique of tapping. There's technique of shaking. There's so many tools that I use, obviously. But just breathing will relax your body until it's like, oh, I feel a tiny bit better. I feel a bit more relaxed. Actually, your body is designed to flush the hormones, the cortisol and all of that within 90 seconds. So naturally, you're going to feel better if you just breathe and accept the sensation without judgment. And once it's more relaxed, it's like, oh, I feel a little bit better. If I feel a little better, bit better, that's a feeling. What is a thought? Maybe there's hope. Maybe there's a new possibility. So just changing the body sensation, change the feelings, change the story. I'm, I really like this. It sounds like it's something you could literally do with yourself within 90 seconds. Like so 90 quickly. seconds. Um, I've always thought that you had to change the thought first. And you're saying you've got to change the, you got to concentrate on the feeling first and the feeling will help inform the thought. And so that, that's quite a, a reverse a reversal of what I've, I've believed. And I, that's interesting. Is it, is it possible that it's. You can change the thought. If you change the thought, it will change. Okay. It's not one or the it. other. It's and, and both, it's, right? It's, it's three actually. Thought, feeling, body sensation. Yeah. That's why sports, physical sport uh, movement is so important. You I know you love walking. I know you love moving. When you move, your energy flows differently yeah. in your body because your body flows better. Your body more is more relaxed. Your feelings change. Your thoughts are more positive, and that's the way it is. That is, it's so true. Um, I've, I've gone through recently in the last little while, I've been a little lower than um, I'm typically feeling. And I know the weather certainly contributes mm -hmm. to that. I also recognize this is the first winter that I've, I've had uh, since my children have been born that I don't have one of my children around. Oh. And it's just, it feels lonelier than I've, I remember. And I have had to be really conscious about picking myself up out of that, that space and going for a walk is a, a big part of what I do to help with that. 
the other thing just to to rift on your you know movement the, the getting that movement going in your body uh, i'll turn on some music and i've got a couple um songs that are my go-to that i absolutely love and and they just like i'll crank the dunes and i've got a fabulous deck and i'll get on my deck there's nobody around nobody can see me and i'll just like give her and it's amazing how my body whole trend the transformation that happens throughout my body and in my mind it just lifts the whole the whole beingness my whole spirit and so thank you for bringing that up i think it's you know a lot of people are feeling isolated lonely and just these little actions can really help us get out of that that space and sometimes we can have I to do can i tell you the worst thing you can do about it Actually, the worst main mistake people do, they judge themselves. They judge they themselves. Judge himself. It's like, oh, I feel down. Oh, no. I don't like to feel down. But you know what? It's like a kid who falls on the ground yeah. and you slap them because they cry. You do that to yourself. It's terrible. It's like, you know what? I feel down. Instead of punishing yourself or blaming yourself for feeling down, just love yourself, number yeah. one, and say, and, you know what? Be tender. It's okay. It is okay. And you be know, curious about it. Be curious about it. I think that's a really good core message uh, to keep coming back to. And yeah, you know, like when with I'm, I'm the joyful journeyer, right? I talk about joy yeah. all the time. I'm, and I realize, you know, like joy is not the absence of sadness. And it would be a mistake for me to pretend that I don't have sadness in my, in my life. We, you know, we have, we all have it. It's part of being human and we need to talk about it and we need to embrace it and, and find ways to um, move, move through it and not just try Like you said, not just try to stifle it and push it away, acknowledge it. Hey, why, what's going on? Get curious. Get and curious. Um, like you, I'm fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous is extraordinary. Yes, I'm going to travel the world. Actually, starting late March, I'm going for one year across the world. And uh, it's going to be amazing. Am I terrified? Absolutely. (laughs) I'm terrified. But this difference between the way I was terrified 10 years ago and today is like, whoa, I'm terrified. And it's like, I don't like it but I'm not scared of it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Once you are not scared of your feelings, once you are seeing them, there's just information. Sadness is not worse than happiness. Sadness is another feeling. If you can look this sadness or this anger with curiosity and say, what is it trying to tell me? Or this anxiety, what is it trying to tell me? Is it trying to stop me because I'm scared about something? If I'm scared about something, what is this something? Is it trying to protect me from a cyber-toast tiger, something that is real? (laughs) Or is it because I moved 18 times by the time I was 20 and I don't like to move again and I'm going across the world and I know there's this part of me who is living those times when I moved as a kid. So now I'm like, okay, is it really the truth? Should I be scared Mm -hmm. of it? 
or should I be excited because today I'm not a kid anymore? And yes. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good question to ask. And these, these are, I'm, I'm pulling out the tools that we can yes. give the audience. And I, I like this. Um, is it really the truth? That's such a good question to ask yourself. Uh, the other one that you mentioned earlier, is it the highest truth? How yes. do you know? How do you know the difference? You, between you stop. Number one, you stop. You stop, you breathe. Okay. And I'm not, I'm definitely not, uh, I was raised Jewish. I let go of religion a uh, long time ago. I, I told my mom who tried to get me back to synagogue. Sorry, mom. I cut the middleman. Mm -hmm. I'm dumb. But I'm spiritual. And it's like, okay, I feel like it's my truth. But then is it my higher self truth is another level. To find my higher self, quite often I have to say I use my body either as a pendulum, I use muscle testing. I have an agreement with myself that moving my index finger, yes. Up and down will mean yes. Moving my pinky finger up and down will be no. And my body will literally answer. I, I need you to, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> okay, let me explain to you. Okay. Your body is what you have been traveling with all your life. So it has all the information, whether you want it consciously, unconsciously, your body keeps everything. No, if you tell your body, when I, I say, Anita, um, do you like uh, do you like chocolate? Yes. Okay. See your your head. It say yeah. <laughs> Big nod. <laughs> yes. Okay. If I tell you, Anita, are you happy with your kids moving out of the house or not being here? Your head gonna nod. No, I know that. Well. Or it's gonna be maybe. <laughs> But uh, so your body gonna spontaneously pull in the brain all the information and check with yourself, hold of yourself, is it true or is it not true? Now, why should you use your head? Can you make an agreement with your hand that if, yeah, if it's a yes, it's gonna be your index finger that moves? Just. It could be any other finger, but honestly, it became so easy for me. It's called ideomotor response. So if I say yes, I'm gonna have a tap like that. If it's a no, I'm gonna, it's an agreement that I made with my subconscious. And so, but, so, so it's an agreement that you made with yourself and, and you're, so if it's yes, and you can choose whatever movement you want is what I'm hearing. And you're saying yes. that you, you decided that if it's your index finger that uh, it's a taps, yes. that's a yes. And if it's your pinky finger taps, that's, that's a, a no. No, the reason it's so useful. I, I use it also. I, I can also use my body as a pendulum. If I move forward, it's a yes. If I move backward, it's a mm. no. The reason the the pendulum is the one that is more frequently used because um basically moving forward feels i move forward towards right. something moving back it's no the reason i love to use my finger it's very very uh pe people can't see it 
So I remember when I was dating. Now I'm in a relationship, so I don't do that anymore. But I was going on dates and I will meet guys. And the guy will be, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Can I hug you? And I will have my pinky lifting <laughs> right away. And I will say, no. <laughs> no. Uh, am I safe? Do I feel safe? Right. And it will be, yes. And that guy in particular, actually, why he was talking and trying to show me, I was like, okay, why am I, did my pinky go up? Uh, is he lying? Yes. And within 10 minutes, I told him, you know what? You're lying about your age. You're lying about the fact that you're single. You are actually married. And I check within my intuition, you've probably been married for 30 plus years. And the guy turned white. He's like, how do you know? Did you search me on social media? And I, I know because I can feel it's not, it's energy. There's some consciousness, mm -hmm. there's subconsciousness, the little thing you can see without even not thinking that you're not a scent. And when you can do it with your finger, you can go in the room, you can be here signing a contract and feeling is it contract? a good one for me. And you're gonna be, yes, go ahead. No, okay, let's go through the contract. Line one, is the line one correct? Yes, two, three, four, five, line five is, doesn't feel right. Let me pay attention and look at it. And I love this checking with yourself, whole of yourself, that's what I call higher self. No. You can push it further. You can check with creator, the creator of the universe. It's more spiritual. It's more easy, the highest truth at all the level. And that's all the level. So I have three, three part of me who converse all the time. Right. My current self, actually I have my little self, the little child in me, huh. my higher self the highest truth that is not me is a right. unconditional love. Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, is that um, developing that ability uh, to be your pendulum to be able to answer these questions about life and, and know if things are safe or, or whatnot, to be able to tune in and really listen to your body. Is that something that we all have the ability to do? We all have the ability to do. We just forget to listen. Forget to listen. Yes. Animals do it. Come on. You you see, uh, and you bring a dog or into a room. The dog gonna move towards yeah. somebody and will pull away from somebody else. Yeah. It's usually according to what they have experienced all their life, and they will know spontaneously. A kid will quite often come and give a hug to one person and the other person is like, eh, no, I don't think so. Because kids picking are more in tune yeah. with right. their ten. Oh, I like it. I don't like it. I'm or curious. I'm curious. <laughs> okay, that's, re that's really interesting. I'm going to try, I'm going to play with that, um, the, the finger technique for lack of a better um, word. I, I if, tap in and I listen to my heart and me going into the forest is I call the forest, the sacred portal to your highest self. That helps me to really quiet down everything else that's going on and listen. 
I like this technique you're talking about though, because it doesn't require me to step away. It can be an immediate thing, giving me an answer right now. So I'm, I'm curious, and, extremely curious about this and I'm, I'm gonna play with it. So thank you for sharing your technique. I, I, it's on my YouTube video, so you can, uh, YouTube channel, so you can, I explain a little bit more about it. But okay. honestly, you, the reason I like it is I'm a skeptic by nature. I'm scientist. I'm a scientist. scientist. Yeah. So if I check within myself and I'm like, does it feel right? And I check, I can feel it somehow in my body when I quiet myself. I know the answer most of the time. Mm -hmm. But having my body response to it is something I can physically see. It's like a confirmation in a way. It's a confirmation in a way. Right. And it makes me feel safer. And sometimes uh, I had a client who had, was extremely overweight and wanted that was part of her journey. And she went to grab cookies and her pinky went up. And she was like, oh, without her even thinking about her pinky went up because she knew this technique. And she was like, when my body talked to me, finally I could listen. That's fascinating. I'm I'm so uh, intrigued by this. Thank you for sharing the, the story. And I, I hope uh, those who are listening will give it a try as well. Um, I'll get from you the link to that particular uh, video yeah, we're talking about, Absolutely. and we'll, we'll include it in the show notes so people Absolutely. can learn more. That'd be really, really awesome. You also refer to yourself as a soul DNA shifter. I need you to elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I told you I started my journey as a molecular, molecular biologist. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, I stumbled upon this thing called epigenetics. And um, I always heard you cannot rewrite the past, you cannot change your DNA, that's what you're born with, blah, 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 blah. And then I was, I went, I start talking to epigenetists and I was like, what is the truth? Hmm. Is it true that you cannot change your DNA? And there's actually few parts in the DNA. That's a DNA. There's a DNA that goes for genes. That's 1%, 2% of your DNA. That's not a lot. But you have all this, what is, was called in a time junk DNA. Today we know it's not junk. That tells your DNA how to fold. And how to what fold? makes how to fold, how to be presented in the cell. Okay. And depending on how it's presented in the cell, it gets transcribed more or less. And long, it's all scientific saying, but one makes it fold a certain way and makes certain genes being expressed or not depends on hydrogens molecule that are going into your DNA on yourself and what's changed those hydrogen positions are things like your emotions, things like the environment where you are, things like your nutrition, things like it's more external factor. That ch actually change your DNA. That change the way the DNA is 
hydrogenated. And depending on those hydrogen molecules, the DNA that the genes that are read change or the way they are read, if they are read completely or not, are changed. With the way so, they are read? The way they so, so DNA to re, to the way DNA works is you have proteins going through the DNA, changing the DNA into RNA, changing the RNA into proteins. Okay, thank you. And proteins are what make um, what make the action. That's uh, those molecule of life. Okay. Uh, so if the DNA is not completely red, the protein will not be pro uh, produced. Therefore, the action will not happen. Therefore, your body will. So by actually addressing the stress, addressing um, the way your body feels, the way your energy feels inside of you, certain molecules, certain proteins are produced or not, making you aging more or less, making you feeling healthier or not, making your body process food better or not. So by actually changing the way you feel inside up to the level of your body, to your mind, to something that cannot even be defined that I call soul. Hmm. You can actually change your DNA. Hmm. You can literally change your DNA. Uh, we were talking about hypnosis. Something I guide people through sometimes is past life regression or intergenerational regression. Is it real? What I, what my client or what I see when I'm seeing a past life or when I see what my ancestor five generation ago did, I don't know. I cannot, I have no clue. But when you change at that level something and you see that what was changed in this past life affect who you are today, there's something that was changed at another level that I call so. Uh, I like to give stories because I think that's the best way to explain. I do too. Give us a story. <laughs> I'm going to give you the example of this client. His name is John, very logical man, a business coach, very established. And uh, he couldn't find out what's, what's creating this glass ceiling. Glass ceiling, he had professionally not creating the business he wanted. Glass ceiling, he had personally not being able to attract the relationship he, he wanted in his life. And uh, the, the feeling, the, the story, the message he was feeling was, I'm not good enough. We tried to find what it came from. He had the image of his father telling him, you're not capable, don't think you're good, you don't think, who do you think you are? Okay, I, I'm like, where does his father, your father get this information from? And it was from grandpa. 
Hmm. Where does the message come from for grandpa? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, let's go back. Have your imagination takes you to the very first time this message was created in your lineage. And it has the image of this maid who left a village to work for a samurai. Hmm. And she's rejected for, by the villager, by a family, because she left the village. But she's not accepted by the samurai because she's not at this noble level. And we decided to work on the trauma of the maid, which was centuries ago. And, and would that, would he be, would that, would that be his soul in centuries ago? So he was uh, a maid? So in- it it was his ancestry. Okay. Yeah, in yeah. that case, it was intergenerational. It was his ancestry. I would say six, seven generation from what I could feel. Yeah. And um, in that case, the, the maid got a message that she was in alpha, long story short, but basically could transmit the, the message to John, my client. And from that, he definitely changed the way it approached life because he received this message that traveled all the generation to come back to him, that he was enough, that he was capable, that he didn't have to please everybody also. That was important. So that's an intergenerational feeling. Now, sometimes it's not even through your generation sometimes you feel like you're not good enough or you're not lovable and when you go back okay I another story my own story I always coughed for years and years and years no doctor could find why I went back to where it came from here is this image that comes to me of a rabbi being taken out of Varso in Second World, Second World War, put in concentration camp. Oh, wow. And I have this image of falling on the ground and this man pressing on my back and making me swallow dirt. And suffocating and dying from that. My work was to, that's quite traumatic. Past life tend to be a little bit traumatic. But uh, because the ones you remember are usually the tough ones. Mm. And um, I forgave this man who killed me. I got the message and I forgave the period, the historical period, that was so much trauma that was there. And I brought back this message to myself today. My cough stopped. Is it true? Is it not true? Is it my imagination? Maybe. Hmm. At the end of it, if you have a physical pain that doesn't go away or a physical symptom or a belief, that doesn't go away. And imagining something, changing 
the way you see life, forgiving on, an, uh, on a story, mm. on your imagination. If it can change how you function today and make you healthier, happier, does it matter if it's true or not? No, it doesn't. That's a really good question. It's a really good question to ask. So you you feel like it was the act of forgiveness that it was. allowed that um, change to happen in you. That's th- there's there's a forgiveness. There's the acknowledging for the me, acknowledging. being logical, the learning, the finding the story, and saying, you know what, the pain that I'm experiencing today is not mine. It was from that lifetime. Yeah. And I can let it go. Yeah. It's interesting that it showed up as a cough, something in your throat. And I know there's significance to that. Mm -hmm. Do you know, can you elaborate on what the significance is of when something shows up in your throat? Throat is usually communication. It's about sharing your voice to the world. Okay. And uh, if it's blocked in your throat, uh, it's, it's, you way to show up to speak up to the word to communicate but also throat is the passage between your mind your brain and your body if you're blocked in your throat your head and your body are not communicating oh that's by reopening you are reopening this connection from earth Mm. to the spirits also do you feel that that's what you did in that exercise that you reopened the connection between um, it, head and yes, heart? Yes, I think I did. And I think it's a process. Yeah. Is it a one-time fix-all? No, we are complete, complicated being. We, it's layers after layer. You were saying joyful is not about joy, being joyful all the time. My word is unstoppable. Being unstoppable is not being on all the time. Unstoppable, knowing that if I fall, I'm able to stand back up. Mm, Exactly. And joyful is exactly the same way. It's like if you're sad, you can find your joy again. Yeah, absolutely. Something you shared with me, uh, and, and we're, we are going to be running out of time soon. I've got so many things I want to <laughs> ask you, um, but we'll, we'll, I've got just a couple more things. Um, Please. And this one, you shared with me recently that, uh, that the response, and maybe this is what you're talking about right now with this um, uh, memory of uh, a past life. I don't know. You said that the response to an emotional trauma is similar to the immune response to a physical agent, such as a a virus. And I want you to explain that a little bit more. I find that a fascinating concept. It came to me when COVID appeared because COVID was so much about viruses. And I was like, okay, how does a infection, a bacterial infection, a viral infection works? We have an initial infection. Your body creates a response and create those memory cells. And the body does that to protect you. Mm. Uh, Later on, if you have a secondary infection, your body will be able to use those antibodies memory cell antibodies to create more defense to protect your body a second time so you don't get as sick. Emotional trauma function exactly the same way. 
usually during the first, I would say, five to 10 years of your life, you create this book of truth, mm. initial trauma. Like, I love singing, but each time I will sing, my mom being a narcissist will tell me, you cannot sing, little trauma. But years later, each time I sing, I feel like I can, I'm terrified of singing in public. And it's totally disproportionate. I'm like, why is this this fear? Why do I, I used to have terrible fear of speaking in public. Why do I have this fear? And it's like, because there was this initial trauma, but each time in later on, something similar comes, shows up. A situation similar shows up. My body is like, <gasps> I know this pain. I know this anxiety. Mm. She had it when I, we had that. It's your body protecting you. If as a kid, you were abandoned. I work with this person who really had terrible fear of abandonment. There was an initial trauma. Mom forgot to pick him up at school and he had to wait in the dark for one hour in the street and it was scary for a five-year-old. Not big time. But each time somebody is late or each time he has a breakup, it's terrible because there's this initial memory saying, hey, that's scary. Create the defense. Bring all those those protection and really it's like a immune defense so what i'm creating what i'm helping client to do is create their own vaccination really i like that it's like what if you can bring the story if you can create the message without the infection without all this trauma around it and not have this huge response that is most of the time disproportionate with what is going on. Love it. That's a really great uh, analogy and way to think about how you can do the, the reprogramming in a way, right? So Yes. Okay. If there was one thing that we could incorporate into our daily routine that would help us wake up and move from stuck to unstoppable, what would that be? One. Wow. Yes, one day. Uh, <laughs> a, a new yeah. habit, a new behavior, a way of being in the world that would help us move into being unstuck and unstoppable. We, you say that's a core message, but it seems to be totally that. Be curious. Be curious. Meaning, when something happens, instead of reacting to it, stop, breathe. You can approach it logically and instead of saying this is happening to me oh my gosh i'm the victim saying how is this happening for me that's a logical there's a coaching way but you can be curious at another level saying okay this thing that i'm seeing happening i'm breathe through it how does my body react how does my mind react what are the thoughts what are the feelings what is a body sensation and what could I learn from that? Because once you are aware with no judgment mm -hmm. and you breathe, you move the energy, you accept it 
and you accept it to change, you can make the choice to feel better. I love that. And, and it's so simple. And that's what's it's, so that's what's really beautiful about that that tip, that piece of advice. Just be curious. And if you can be in that place of curiosity, you can move through difficult times and change your body response, your your mental response. Very, it can be very transformative. I totally get that. I hmm. think this uh, this message started actually very early in my journey. Uh, I tell in my book, Autopsy of a Marriage, where I tell my story that uh, I tried to kill myself after my husband left. I had uh, 40 Vicodines and I was about to swallow them. Wow. And uh, I went after hours of crying, looking at those pills. I went in the bathroom and I look at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, girl, do you want to swallow it or not? And I heard this voice inside of my head saying, don't you want to know the end of the story? And it was like, yes, I want to know. I want to, I'm curious by nature. I want to know the end of the story. And at that moment, I knew I couldn't swallow those pills because I knew the end of the story if I was swallowing them. I wanted to know the real story. So I pulled them, I put them in the toilet, flushed. Right. And then I could choose and reinvent myself. So being curious literally saved your life. It did. Hmm. Yes. I have one last question for you. And it it may, your answer may very well be the same. Um, I'm going to ask it anyways. So this show is about learning how to access your highest self. That ultimate goal is to heighten the collective consciousness to move us into a kinder, more compassionate world. So what is one thing that you think we can do as individuals to harmonize humanity? Oh, it's a big question. Right. It's a big question, but oh, going with the flow. Okay. <laughs> going with the flow. Yeah. No, but uh, to answer your question, I think being curious about one another about one another being curious about one another and stop judging the other oh yes stop judging yourself stop judging the other being curious what do i have to learn from you i'm loving each other just not loving oh my gosh i want to hug you but i want to know you tell me something i don't know I love your answer. And you know, the answer to the first is the same answer and coming from two perspectives. The first one about, you know, how, what is the one thing I, I can do to incorporate in my daily routine that's going to help me. It's about getting curious with yourself, get really curious with yourself. The answer to the second question about how we can harmonize humanity is being curious with others. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so easy. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. That's such a great note to uh, end the show on. You have generously given us um, a free download that we can uh, 
give to, to our members, our listeners can go to joyfulinspiredliving.com to get their free download of a, um, a, a workbook, a playbook, you call it, from Stuck to Unstoppable Playbook. Can you just tell us, you know, in a, a few quick sec- sentences what this book is and how, how it can help us? So I'm giving the roadmap how to go to from Stuck to Unstoppable. We, where do I have it? Okay, I have my book from Stock to Unstoppable that gives you the step-by-step. It's 13 steps. It's about, number one, not judging yourself. Number two, how to listen to your body, how to find the light within yourself, how to be curious about yourself, how to raise your energy, how to ask to your ancestor or guardian angel, but also how can you really shift the way you see life. So there's logical, there's, whose spiritual things it's a step by step 13 steps so i'm sharing those those steps that you can take today on really it's start by being kind to yourself and not judging yourself the last step i can tell you accept that it's a journey and you're gonna go through those steps over and over and over again because if you think it's a one time and it's done you're gonna be disappointed but each time it's more fun because that the thing it's a joyful journey it's like oh i didn't know that one what can i learn about it and yes, I would be super happy to share those stats with people who are here today because I want them to, to be able to help themselves. Yeah. Nobody should do it alone. But if you want to do it alone, as you say, it's not complicated. Doesn't mean it's easy though. Right. It takes a lot of courage. It absolutely does. Oh, so wonderful, Fab. So wonderful. I'm really grateful for the time we got to spend together today for all the beautiful tips that you shared with our audience and for this this playbook that you were offering to us to help us learn more and be curious and create the life that we read to be the 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 sculptor the sculptors of our own life so i think that's such a beautiful analogy as well thank you thank you so much we will put all of fabian's contact information in the show notes so if anything that she said here today resonates with you and you want to learn more from her or, or get a session with her, uh, you'll be able to find her uh, through the, the show notes. So that that is it. Thank you so much. And uh, Joyful Journeyers, have an awesome day and we will catch you next time. Thank you for joining us today on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated with you, please visit our website at joyfulinspiredliving.com. Sign up to receive a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom and become a member of the Joyful Inspired Living community. For a deeper spiritual dive, check out our retreats. We offer both in-person retreats on beautiful Bowen Island in British Columbia, as well as online retreats that you can do from the comfort of your own home. And finally, if you liked our show, please leave a review so more people can find it and learn how to access their highest self and together we'll raise the collective consciousness.